Hey, welcome back to Even More Mashed Up. We are the pop culture podcast where two professors talk about all things pop culture. I'm Alan. And I'm Patrick. And today we're going to be talking about Glass Onion, the latest... <laughs> Just wait for it! You ruined it! The latest mystery featuring Benoit Blanc by Ryan Johnson. And the question is, still will we like it or will we have our knives out for it? Oh yeah! See, yeah. if you had just let it's me not very go, good. It's, no. Had I done a knives out pun, you would have. You would have. Not true. You would have. Not a pun. I fully support your punnery. Can I not say shat? Yeah, you're fine. Okay, all right, excellent. Because we will be on drive time for those of you who can't listen right now. Yes, but want to listen at a time that's completely uh, pre-selected for you. Five o'clock Wednesdays. Mm-hmm. CougarRadio.net. Mm-hmm. What you're telling people on the podcast. That aren't listening to the podcast Correct. when to listen to the other. I feel thing. like I've been doing this for months. I know it doesn't make and you any just sense. really haven't picked up on no, it. No, I picked I up on it. You just pick up on it. I just you never let me have a chance to actually get in and 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 talk about yeah, it. You have a hard time getting in. I do. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, spoiler alert: we will be talking about a film that has spoilers. Every film has spoilers. Well, but this has particular kinds of spoilers. If you've not seen it. Mm. We might be giving things away. Ah, perhaps that is what you should have a said rather than say, should have a said. Yes, I did that on purpose. That was <laughs> okay. totally on purpose. You should have a said. Yeah. So there, there may be spoilers. Yeah, spoilers ahead. Speaking of spoilers, I got a fun fact for you. It does spoil it every time. It does. Yeah. I was, so it's a number, I assume? It, it's a fun fact. Okay. So yeah. uh, do you want to guess what the Rotten Tomatoes it is a number. score for audiences and critics? Yeah, I'm going to guess um, well, audiences. There was a little blowback on this one. So audiences, I'm going to say like 74. Mm-hmm. And critics, I'm going to say like 86. You are wrong on both counts. Okay. Given that I have to pick between 0 and 100, it's not surprising. Yeah, no, it's very disappointing. Yes, the film is currently at 92% with audiences. Oh, good. And 92% with critics. Wow. So audiences and critics agree. The it's rare, almost like we don't need critics the, anymore. The rare agreement between the two, yes. yes. That's yes. what makes it a fun fact. It's not fun. It's fun, and it's yeah. fact. It, and I like that you think if they're both 92, they obviously agree. Oh, uh, clearly. It, well, I mean, clearly <laughs> this is an excellent film. They've literally... Yeah, would you say it's excellent? I really liked it, yeah. I really enjoyed it. it I, I, yeah. I don't know if I would say it was great filmmaking. It has moments of great filmmaking, I think. Yeah. So. It's, 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 like, it's, I think we said, I, I feel much about this as we did with Knives Out, which I think, yes. I'm pretty sure after the last Knives Out, we said that if, if Ryan Johnson wants to keep making films oh. with ben, Benoit Blanc and an all-star cast... In fun little mysteries, we are all in. 100%. And Glass Onion does nothing to change I that. told Vicky as we were watching it, I would watch Benoit Blanc in mm-hmm. anything. Yep. Like, he just, he is, he's great. I don't know if it's a great movie, but it is a great romp of a whodunit with some caper aspects. Mm-hmm. It's got, like, it's rompy. Yeah. And yet it's also whodunity. And it's got some caper in it. It's, so it's, a, got a, it's, a, it's nice, a who romped it. I don't think you can say that. It's a romp done it. Romp done it. I like that. Okay. But you can get the caper in it. Oh. You got to get a caper in the middle it's, of it. It's uh, a cromp done it. Okay. Not a lot of caper in it, just a C, but. Yeah, yeah. See, well, yeah. yeah. I mean, I get the A in there, but then it kind of changes cromp to something else. Yeah, which you wouldn't. Yeah. Probably wouldn't. Yeah, exactly. So much that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yep. Because then it's pretty close to a yep. donut, and that's no good. Well, yeah, if Knives but Out, that. the first taught us the, uh, there is not a good thing about a donut, particularly a donut that's missing a donut hole. At the center of its donut hole. <laughs> I love Benoit Blanc. Mm-hmm. So where do you want to start? 
Um, so just in general, in case people don't want to get spoiled, halfway through the show, we're going to shift to some more generalized detective discussion. Oh, are we? Okay. Yeah, because okay. you didn't prepare for it. Well, you told me not to. I know. So For part two. I think that was established. Well, I'm pretty sure it was for the whole thing. Okay, so you're not prepared for this. I am prepared. I've got three pages of notes. Okay. Then where do you want to start? I don't know. <laughs> you told me just to bring my opinions. You didn't tell me to bring a structure. For the second part. You, t- no, part you did not make that clear. Your texts were very unclear. Zach, help me out on this one. Your texts <laughs> you, you were text, very right? unclear. Yes, the sh- I heard him. Uh, yeah. I, I, I'm impartial here. Um, Thank you, Zach. Zach is impartial. I, yeah, I'm yes. just gonna remain there. Exactly. <laughs> no, Zach is Switzerland. <laughs> I'm Switzerland. He's Switzerland. He's neutral. He's not getting involved. I'm just happy to be here. <laughs> so yeah, he's just here so he doesn't get fined. Let's t- <laughs> let's talk about the twist then. That some oh. who shall remain nameless didn't care for. Oh, I have a fair or foul on that. Oh, okay. Do you want to talk about that twist? Yeah, I do. So here's the here's the fair or foul. Okie doke. I regret to inform you that Glass Onion is actively bad. The first half of the movie is a complete misdirect and a waste of time. We only find out about the actual murder that we're supposed to investigate a full hour and ten minutes into the film, as well as an entirely new backstory. We are actively deceived by the writer. End quote. Are you, are you, are you quoting a certain someone on the Twitter? I believe I am, yes. <laughs> yeah, I think Ben Shapiro does not know what he speaks of. Right, I, it was Ben Shapiro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, was, did. yeah he, he was didn't like the very, twist in the film. very upset about the twist oh, in the middle. Come on, yeah. man. Yeah. Which I thought was actually really nicely turned. I thought, yeah, it's not what you expect necessarily in a whodunit, and the fact that Blanc is involved from the beginning mm-hmm. makes it kind of capery, mm-hmm. which was I thought like a nice little twist mm-hmm. to it. I thought it was again really nicely turned. One of my favorite parts of the movie was going back and doing it again. Yeah. And realizing how many obvious clues I missed mm-hmm. the first time through, and because and, and, it's all there, yeah, like the entire the entire mystery, such as it is, yeah. which is, is not much of a mystery. No, not at all. Like it, that's, I mean, I guess that's the point. Like, there's hardly a mystery to it. And yeah. if you're paying any attention to what people are actually saying, mm-hmm. it's all right there. It, yeah, I, I I thought it was kind of brilliant. Like I I loved the way that Ryan Johnson kind of yeah. walked us through it and then said, here's. Like all the stuff you like, all you like Sherlock Holmesy types mm-hmm. out there. Like, here's all that you missed mm-hmm. the first time through. I, so I, I thought that's totally foul. Yeah, and yeah. oh, it's one hundred percent foul. And missing, I think, um, kind of the beauty of the film in many ways. Yeah, well, I would add the other thing it allows yeah. us to have is because I think one of the things that I re I, I thought Janelle Monae's performance in the film mm-hmm. as both Helen and Andy was was excellent. Yeah, and you you know yeah. you really see that when you get kind of the the flip back and you see her portrayal as Helen, right. very different from Andy. Right. Um, and that yeah, she was just you know uh, I I think this is the first acting role I've seen them in. Um, I don't. I know they've done. They were in Hidden Figures. Oh, I saw Hidden Figures. Yeah, I didn't see Hidden Figures. Yeah. So, so I know Janelle Monae. I'm more familiar with as a a musician. Right. Um, but yeah, she was great in this film. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So, but yeah, no, I I, I liked the twist and and you know the 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 idea that you're supposed to know everything from the get go in a murder mystery well, sort of film. Ben Shapiro's wrong on at least two levels. Yeah. Number one, that you're supposed to know it all when you go in. Yeah. And number two, like his complaint demonstrates the brilliance of the film mm-hmm. 
not a problem with the film. Yeah. But the other thing it does, because I actually watched the film a second time this weekend. Oh, good for you. It, it had been a while. Overachiever. It also changes the first half when you watch it again. I would imagine so. Well, because like there's the moment uh, when they're all gathered sort of poolside. And I can't remember what it was that Andy actually says. But Braun actually says something like, the Andy I knew wouldn't have said that. Yeah. Which, when you see it the first time, you just think of like, oh, he's talking about how much he thinks she's changed. Right. But then you watch it the second time, you're like, oh, no, that's him kind of tipping his hat that he knows yeah. this is not actually Andy. The, and there were, there were a couple other so, moments like that where it's like, oh, that, that statement takes on a new meaning. I wanted to watch it a second time, and I didn't, in part because you realize only later that Braun knows the whole time. Yeah. Right? He has to. And he also knows that Blanc is not supposed to be there. Mm-hmm. And I, I started thinking to myself, well, you'd have to be really dumb to get caught in those circumstances. And I thought, well, yeah, but, well, you know, Miles Braun is really dumb. That's the point And it Ron. was just, it's so, it's, well, because that, that's the other the thing. The way with, it layers upon itself, yeah. it's just, like, it's just so beautifully written. Well, and that's the other thing, because yeah. the other thing, going back to the, the Shapiro quote, is... You know, there's the line at one point when Braun talks about the Mona Lisa and talks about how, you know, Da Vinci invented a technique for brush strokes, leaves no lines. Okay. That's how you can look straight at her expression changes every time. Yeah. And I was thinking of that in watching the film is that when we get to the switch. Right. Johnson is now showing us the brush strokes. Like we didn't oh, see, we don't cool. see the like brush that. strokes yeah. in the first half. Yeah, yeah. And then he's going back because it does seem like a relatively, you know, a, a relatively standard kind of mystery plot. Right. And, and very, and again, very similar to the last one in which, you know, Benoit Blanc unknowingly somehow, even to himself, got drafted into, you know, solving this mystery. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then, and then it's Johnson kind of going back and, and showing us the brush strokes. Because some of the things he did, like, could we all see the film? Right. And you see when Miles hands the glass directly to um, Duke. Duke. But then every time after that you see it, it's always Duke picking it up off the thing. I remember watching it was like, yeah. I thought Miles handed it to him. Oh, I must have seen that wrong. Yeah. But just the way in which that, that, that you know, the the I really like Ryan Johnson as a filmmaker. Yeah. Um, and I really, and I think that's the other thing that that's not really in the Shapiro quote, but I think ties into it, yeah. is that we kind of expect directors and movies in general to kind of play fair with us. Yeah. And Ryan Johnson is not playing well, fair with us. In, we also in, live in a world where we expect once one movie has been made, mm-hmm. that every movie in the series must follow that pattern. Yes. And you know, that's been one of my long complaints about Guardians of the Galaxy yes. and kind of um, sequels mm-hmm. in the Marvel Universe is... Once they're locked into a formula mm-hmm. and an arc, it has to repeat, mm-hmm. you know, over and over and over again. And so, yeah, that that he's doing that, I think, is yeah, kind of trying to say to Americans or to audience, you know, to people in the audience, I don't have to be confined by your expectations. Yeah. Well, in fact, of, cinema should not be yeah. confined by your expectations. Well, it's one of the things he said he doesn't like that it's called Glass Onion, a Knives Out mystery. He wants the Knives Out mystery part gone he would just yeah. want it to be glass onion right and so i think he, he he i think he's saying kind of the, the same thing is that you know i mean the, the it does make a couple of very minor nods to the first movie in which you know when in the first half when he gets there and tells bronze something about you know oh i learned the hard ways the dangers of being you know brought onto something by an unknown benefactor or something yeah. like that and then there's the one scene where he's walking in the kitchen and you see all the knives there yeah, but those were right. pretty much the only references to 
that I saw to the to the earlier film, which was nice. It, it is it, well, it was a nice nod, but I don't want any more. You like, yeah. I do not. I don't want to have to go through the Knives Out universe. Yeah. and pick up Easter eggs all the mm-hmm. time. I don't find that to be fun to do. Yeah, in a movie, so that it was all new. I really liked. Yeah, really liked. Well, and what Easter eggs there are, I think, are completely unique to this film. Because, for example, right. I guess each because Glass Onion obviously comes from a Beatles song. And I guess all of the sculptures in the room that they end up destroying, each of them is a reference to a different Beatles song. Oh, nice. I did not know that. Yeah. So you did your research. Uh, yeah, I did some work. So how do you think about watching... So I was listening to a, a podcast talking... or watching. I was listening to a podcast mm-hmm. uh, about the way in which the movie was more of an allegory. They were talking about how the characters didn't always seem maybe fully fleshed out human beings as much as kind of stand-ins for different kinds of types of mm. people in the world. And I, I'm wondering your take on that. I, I agree and disagree. Okay. In terms of, particularly if they're comparing it to the first film. Because, I don't think they are. Okay, because the, no. the Thrombies are also, I mean, that's one of the things that I really like that Johnson does in these, in both films. Yeah. Um, is there is, you know, a, a very clear kind of class-based critique. Oh, um, I think that's built into the in, allegory in, in here. In both. For sure, right? Yeah. Like the, like Miles Braun exists not as a human being, but like as mm-hmm. Ed Norton kind of plays him, kind of mm-hmm. the embodiment of the tech bro. Tech billionaire, yeah. Tech bro billionaire. kind of. Yeah. He's a mix of Elon Musk and, and Steve's job. Steve Jobs, I would say. Yeah, but I think that, I think that. When you watch this movie ten years from now or twenty years from now, and you and Elon Musk has been totally forgotten by mm-hmm. history, it will still work because yeah. it's it's not it's not Elon Musk on the screen. Right. It's just Elon Musk embodies mm-hmm. kind of the the type mm-hmm. that Miles Braun embodies. Yeah. I mean, I will I will agree to the extent that certain certain of the characters. I don't think are as particularly um, Leslie Odom Jr.'s uh, Toussaint. I don't think he's. I think that's been a fairly common much. There's, there's not a, there's not a character. lot to his character, right? Um, but there's a little bit more to Catherine Hahn's character. There's a little bit more a, to Birdie. A little, but like when you think about Birdie, right? The old modeling star who's mm-hmm. now selling sweatpants, like played by Kate Hudson, which is like a great kind of oh like, she she yeah, but a great joke too. Mm-hmm. You know, like in terms of what she sells. Um, is it her? It's her daughter that sells the sweatpants. Doesn't she sell them too? I thought it was just her daughter. Uh, I'm not sure. I only remember seeing the daughter. In the I don't buy the sweatpants. I don't it. Yeah. Anyway, um, she's also kind of that social influencer type. Yeah. Right. I mean, they, they all they all kind of fall that way. I think. What do you think of Duke? Oh yeah, he you know very much. I mean, again, that I I, I like the way that. Johnson sort of of in his various characters like diagnosis diagnoses various types right. of people from you know what March 2020 um, or May 2020 I can't remember uh, I think it starts in March is when they first get all the boxes maybe it's May when they show up right um, but even like the way you know when they first show up at the dock and you've got like Toussaint who's completely bundled up You've got Catherine Hahn's character who's wearing a mask, but it keeps falling down. Right. And then you've got Birdie with the mesh mask. And then you've got Duke and, and Whiskey that don't wear masks at all. Right. Um, like, I thought that was really, you know, kind of a very brilliant kind of satire of 
Um, and that's kind of what Duke the, is. The types. Duke is supposed to be satire, right? Kind of like a Joe Rogan slash like I what's think, the guy that I, runs the yeah the, I, I think the they're UFC. All... Like, yeah, like I think they're all supposed amalgam. to be satires. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Dana White. Thank you, Dana White. Nah. I, I, that's what I was looking for something like that. I'm not yeah. a big mixed martial arts guy, so. But so I and I think the movie does kind of work that way. Mm-hmm. So anyway, other ideas you want to talk about? Oh, geez. Um, I, I I still have some things, but I don't. Wanna... Okay. I will say if I do have a critique of the film. Okay. Um, I feel like. Jessica Henwick's character Peg, yeah, didn't really have as much to do as I might have liked. Yeah, um, but really, given that I really like Jessica Henwick as an actor, and so like, okay. Peg, you could take Peg out of the film and it and it changes nothing. And I really kind of wish that instead of Andy or sorry Helen slash Andy and yeah. Whiskey having that bond, I kind of wish that 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 Helen had bonded more with Peg since they both represent the kind of people that everyone else sort of tramples on. Yeah, I can see that. Although so, in many ways, Whiskey is trampled on, too. Not to the same extent, I would say, as Peg. Probably or, not. I mean, she's, I mean, because she, Whiskey's taking advantage of Whiskey Duke has to, more agency yeah. in it, but she she gets trampled a lot. Yeah. In and that, Which is an interesting type, too, right? Yeah. Like the kind of trampling you have to take as a woman. Yeah. To kind of open up a, a small window yeah. of opportunity. Yeah, that's true. I, yeah. For yourself, I, I, I guess I see them as more alike than. Yeah, I, I feel Peg maybe, and I but, still see Peg and Helen more alike than Helen yeah. and Whiskey. Well, but but Peg definitely is. There's a lot of it's a lot of characters in the movie. It is like a lot. When you're, yeah. Like when you're jumping into a movie and you don't know anybody except Benoit, yeah. getting started. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I I, I can't I can't argue. No. But that's that. really my only critique. Is, okay. Is. You know, they could have done more with Peg. You know what I wish I would have figured out sooner? Hmm. All of the the misspoken words of Miles. Oh, I enjoyed those. Oh, they were so good. Yeah. Infraction point. There's yeah. just like so many words. Yeah, there were there. I remember like the first one, I was like, that's not what? Right. And then Yeah. But and then he like like the second or third, I was like, Okay, that's clear he's clearly There's like, something going on here. Yeah, I'm like he's clearly using words wrong. Yeah. And then of course the film, you know, goes through and explains that. Right. But his self celebration of disruptors. Oh, people yes. who think like disrupting is. Did you is... like? Dis- didn't didn't he say disruptors assemble at some point? <laughs> he might have. I think yeah. he did. I think he said something. Well, you about watched that. it twice. I only watched yeah, it Yeah, I think he said like disruptors assemble. I'm like, oh geez. You don't like your Avengers being dragged into it? Well, no, because you know that that has the Avengers. I mean, that makes it seem like the Avengers are a tool of the establishment when they're they're really not. They literally worked for the government. <laughs> okay, just to work clear. Until they, they both... rejected the government. But they. St- have they always? Have they rejected the government ever since? Well, At we haven't seen half of them on the big screen or working with the we government. We haven't seen pretty them pretty since. Closely is all I'm going to say. No, they they pretty much skewed the government after in in Endgame when when Rhodey you know doesn't or, or no I guess that's it's Infinity Wars when Rhodey turns off the uh, Secretary General or whatever. I I don't have any idea. Yeah, yeah, they 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 pretty much reject them at that point. Mm, but do they? Yeah, they pretty much do. I don't. I I, I am un, uncertain of that. I mean, we haven't seen any Avengers since. So that's true. That's true. They're, 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 I'm sure. I'm sure when they appear in the new Captain America movie, they will they will be completely independent of the government. Yes, working with Captain America. Yeah. You say so. I do. So, do you still love Benoit Blanc? Like, I do. Yes. I, I I just found him. I find him just so endearing. Yeah. I I would literally watch him in any like drop I, him into any genre, 
any scenario, like I'm, I'm going to watch Benoit Blanc work his way out. Of yeah, it. I mean, I, I just enjoyed, you know, him kind of going a little bit uh, crazy during um, COVID isolation in yeah. the bathtub, like, and I enjoy that's the that's another thing, like the 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 point that he makes at the end of why you know he wasn't able to figure out the mystery sooner because it's just so stupid. <laughs> like they 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 lay the ground, you know, that's why he loses an imposter at the beginning. Yeah. That's why he hates Clue when he's talking to Andy about. It. He's Did like, he, I'm he, just not good at things that are stupid because there is a great moment where when he and Andy or Helen are at the hotel the night before. Right. And they're talking about like all of of the the suspects. Yeah. And I can't mean like and and the subject of Braun comes up. And and Benoit Blanc sounds like well for Braun to be a suspect he would have to be a complete idiot yeah and you know and and, he, and it, in That's a way kind that, of the, the mystery of the film is just unraveling how big an idiot he is yeah yeah well and the thing is is that Benoit Blanc buys into the mythology about him as well because right. he just kind of assumes that well Braun has to be a genius right for you know to have accomplished what he what he has right. Um, and then, of course, yeah, he just re- and that and that's why he struggles. It's like, yeah, no, it's it's a really stupid mystery. Yeah, but that just, he, just like the one that he figured out within like five minutes. Yeah, but that he hates Clue, like cements him as an all-time great detective to me. You don't like Clue? Not a big fan of Clue. Oh, we love Clue. Of course you do, because Clue is a very Burt game. Okay, it's not a Burt. You game. put together a table and you check off things, don't you, as you yeah. go? Yeah, it's like it's it's a, it's it's all about lists and tables. You know, of course no, you love the no, game. No, you gotta you gotta read the people at the table too. People like me, and Benoit. Yeah, no, we played we we, we, we like more sophisticated mysteries. Yeah, no, we yeah. we played we played Clue several times with uh, Valerie and Shelby yeah. over over I was there over the holidays. And... We almost bought a Bob's Burgers Clue. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Clue is Clue is we do like the we not, do like not the my clue. favorite game. But you gotta but you gotta you know pay attention to things like you know, well, Mousetrap. I don't think I've ever played Mousetrap. I always wanted to play Mousetrap. Right? But we didn't have Mousetrap. My neighbor had it when I was a kid. My neighbor had it too, but they were missing pieces, so you could never finish it's it. It's hard to build a Mousetrap that yeah. way. Yeah. yeah right. Mousetrap Sorry. was one that I that I was like, that's cool. And then I look at it, I'm like, I don't really understand the point of the game and like how you win. Mostly it's just watching the Mousetrap work. Yeah, so it's not really it's not really a game really... about winning. I don't. I don't remember it as winning. It was about okay. building and catching mice. So that might be why it confuses me because I, I. I like you games. have to win. I like you're games like that Benoit are about Blanc winning. in that way. He's like, oh, what do I win if I solve this mystery? Yes, and he gets an iPad. <laughs> he gets an iPad. Gets an iPad Pro if he solves the other one. <laughs> I love that that um, Helen finds him by just googling world's best detective. <laughs> Nice it's play. also funny that he is the world's best detective because he's not great. He's 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 got some some. Oh, issues. I cannot believe that. You defended the Robert Pattinson Batman, and now you're attacking Benoit Blanc. How dare you, sir? That Robert Pattinson Batman is the worst detective that has ever walked I don't think I, def- I defended him by oh, saying that definitely. he was young and thus still not at his like full-on detective yeah, defending. phase. Yeah, you know, defending. Defending, like, defending. That's not a spanner. That's a, that's a carpet <laughs> towel. What? Hey, Batman. Batman. Batman's the worst. He's not the worst. He's pretty close He's to up the there. worst. He's up there. Who's worse? Lex Luthor? Maybe. Iron Man? Lex Luthor's boring. Iron, Iron Man? Man? No, I, he's not oh, as come bad on. as Batman. The, oh, come on. Iron Man is intricately They're connected to the military-industrial tech oh, so complex. Is, oh, yeah, but Wayne Enterprises has just kept their hands clean. Well, they've got just, a basement full of high-tech military just, equipment, just but no, gross, we've not done anything. They're just gross capitalists. Iron Man is intricately tied into the military-industrial yeah, I think more overtly tied, but I think they're both tied. Now they're, yeah, but he's more. But Iron yeah. Man is more overtly tied and thus worse. Fair enough. Do you know where they make sweatpants? Sweatpants. <laughs> 
Sorry, just trying to pull us back to. Yeah, no, that was. That, I, I, I just I saw that. Like that. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, yeah, like where. Yeah. Like, Again, I mean, that, that, I mean, you, there's a lot. I mean, it's one of the things that I really found interesting is is the way in which the film kind of exposes the Buries and and the Bronze as as yeah. pretty vacant, but also, oh. but also I think very much critiques characters like like Catherine Hahn's uh, governor, who's supposed to be like all left leaning and and pro climate change and all this, and then you know immediately caves when Braun needs her to do the. Factory in her in, in right in or her. to lie in front of a jury yeah about you know who created Alpha yeah well and that's one of the other things I find interesting about yeah. the ending because it's supposed to be like this or maybe it's not but you know it can be taken as kind of this great raw raw moment yeah when they all kind of turn against Braun they're like I yeah. saw the napkin you know yeah. yada yada Wait. but I'm like you're doing that at the exact moment where you no longer have any interest in helping Braun like you're oh. free to do that like. I, I liked it insofar as I thought that was part of the critique of them. I wasn't sure if it was. They continue to kind of go whichever way the wind blows. Yeah, I wasn't sure if it was or not. Where's the path of least resistance? Where's the path of winning for me? Yeah. And to me, that's what they were all about the whole. So to me, it kind of made sense. Yeah, I mean, I I can see it that that way. It's like morally redeemed. Yeah, I I just, I wonder if audiences pick up on that or not. Because you can read it as a, oh, look, they did the right thing. They're good people now. Right. You're trying to get me to say Americans are stupid, but I'm not. You just did. I'm not going to buy it. No, you're going to. (laughs) But but I, 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 that's how I read it anyway. It was not that they had suddenly become good people. Yeah. They're just going to. Do whatever they have to to preserve themselves. Yeah. So that but brings me up real quickly. A, a, question, a question for you. Yeah. Could I just real quick point? No. Go ahead. No. Go ahead. Oh. Because it was something you said a moment ago, and I don't want to lose. It. I was go just going to ask. You know, thinking about Duke and others as Americans, thinking about what would you say yeah. they represent about Americans? Well, it's not a pretty picture of Americans. Would in you? This movie. What word would you use to describe Americans as represented in this film? Oh, I, can you boil it down to a word? That's what I just asked you to do. Well, down to a word. They're kind of greedy. Here, fill in blank. Americans are greedy. Id. <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. I think, in many ways, though, you could watch the film as you're talking about how empty these people are. Like the mm-hmm. senator's empty and Braun is empty. Like, mm-hmm. like none of them are what they. It it's a critique that you could spin back on the Gilded Age and the robber barons. Oh yeah, that they created images of themselves mm-hmm. as builders and creators, and kind of. Um, Atlas shrugged kind of mm-hmm. uh, protagonists that kind of individually made their way in the world, and without them, where would we be? Because mm-hmm. they're like they're they without disruptors and creators, mm-hmm. we like normals would have yeah. like this this miserable life. It it it's almost depressing that 150 years later, the same critique lands. Yeah, like, we've not we've not we've not really grown, which isn't yeah. stupid, but it does show kind of a lack of historical accounting for mm-hmm. who we are and where we've come oh, from. Oh, I've thought for a long time that we were pretty much back in the Gilded Age. Oh, yeah. Like, we're, since, we're, since we're, I mean, Reagan, probably, right? Like, was a... Yeah, I think of it as well, a more I, recent... Vis- I kind of think of it as, like, the 21st century is kind of a Gilded Age. Well, let me... Uh, counter-argument. The Gilded Age never really ended. Well, that's a possibility. We just pretended like it did. That's possible. Yeah. Yeah. Just all kinds of gilded. Twenties looked kind of gilded. Anyways, you had something you want, yeah, you had something you wanted to ask, but not forget. Did you forget what it, it was? Was the robber bears thing that I just talked about? Oh, is that what it was? Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, I didn't realize it was that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So, are you ready to move on to part two, or do you have more to talk about? Because um, I've got I've got some surprises for you today. Oh, let Lists me see. And numbers. Oh, that that seems ridiculous. 
What you got? Uh, no, I'm good. I think yeah, that's you know that's yeah. Okay. I'm sure we can. We, I'm sure I can bring. But yeah, we've talked about a lot of the stuff that I had in terms of, like the satire of the film. Okay. I just yep. you know when, when we go through the show, I kind of check off things as we talk about them. Just okay. So I keep up. Okay. We don't have that moment <laughs> mid-show every show where you're like. Mm, I'm sorry. Okay. Which of us is OCD and which of us is not? Mr. I go through and Definitely check everything you. off as we're talking about them during the show. But well, I'm yeah, the free loose spirit. I am. You're, a, you're the stuffy I'm a free bird loose spirit. who checks off stuff to make sure we don't. Uh... I just don't like the dead air in the middle, but I'm sure mm-hmm. it's that. It wasn't dead air. I was going, Meh. It's fairly it's not, dead. It's not dead air. That's my I'm looking through my notes <laughs> so now. As long as you're making noise. Exactly. <laughs> dead air is. It doesn't matter how long the noise goes yeah, on. It's, like, it's fine. Okay. It's just, it's not. The dead air is silence. I, was ne- I am never silent. All right, so I've got questions for you. Okay. And they all revolve around a big theme, but yes. I want to break it down to sub-themes. I want to talk about your favorite detectives. Ooh. Your favorite pop culture detectives. Okay. I want to start on the big screen. Mm-hmm. Now, I have a list from Collider. Okay. And they've got the top 10 <clears throat> big screen detectives. Now, okay. do you have any particular favorites on the big screen? I wanted to see if you hit any of the... Um. Is Benoit Blanc on the list? He's number 10. I do really like Benoit Blanc. Yes. Who doesn't? Yeah. Well is, ba- is Batman on the list? Batman did not make the list. Well, that's disappointing. Batman. As I said in my notes, clearly Pattinson like, did him in. Yeah, well, I mean, it also depends which version of Batman you watch, because some Batmans emphasize the detective more than others. Right. Like the, uh, the animated series really emphasize the detective aspects other ones you know like dark knight he's not really a detective pattinson really leaned into the pattinson detective. leaned into the, yeah one of the things i remember liking about the the pattinson is that we haven't such a bad we guy. haven't had like the detective version of batman that's what we need there's so many varieties of batman there are we there's there's recycling that garbage. there's detective batman there's yeah. superhero batman there's the batman that commits all the crimes of the bush administration i read once <laughs> um trying to think of other batman I don't know where you read that, but it does make sense. Like I read the, it and the, heard it, I think. The, the Nolan Batman does sort of replicate many of the crimes of the Bush administration. He does, yes. Yes. So anybody else? Um. Uh, is Marlowe on there? Is it Marlowe? Uh, hard-boiled but, detective? But, um, Philip Marlowe, number one. Ah, there you go. Um, in The Big Sleep, which I'm sure yep. you know well from 1946. Why do you say it like that? I have taught and read The Big Sleep many a time. Okay, we're talking about movies, not books. I've, I've books shown them later. I've shown the movie to... I'm pretty sure The Big Sleep book came before the movie. No. Books come later in our conversation. <laughs> All right, you got two. You got number one and number ten. Uh, Sherlock Holmes on there? He should be on there. Which Sherlock Holmes? Movie Sherlock Holmes. Because aren't we doing movies There's right now? So lots it's of movie different Sherlock movie Holmes. Sherlock Holmes is just like there are different movie Batmans. Oh, okay. Does television count on this list? Television is next. It's the oh, big screen. Okay. Well, you didn't tell me it was this nuanced. I, I literally did when we started. I might not have been paying attention. That's twice today, not paying attention. It's probably more than that. That's a fair point. Um, uh, Is it like the Robert Downey Jr.? It Sherlock is, Holmes? believe it or not. Oh, God. I haven't even yeah. seen it, and I know that's a terrible choice. You didn't see that? No. He's a real brawler in that one. Yeah. Yeah, not, yeah. A, big, not a big fan of... No. All right, how about um, Poirot? You mean Perot? Perot. Yeah, I got the Christie's. Yeah, yeah, Death on the Nile. Hercule. Hercule. Perot. Oh, that's right. There's no S there. Mm. I don't know these very well. Um, Clarice Starling? That's Silence of the Lambs. It is. Yeah. 
I'm not asking you to name the movie. You I'm asking said, you to you evaluate just, them as. You just said I don't know them very well, Clarice Starling. I thought you were trying. You no, were no, asking I'm me to tell you who these people are. The Agatha Christie. So Hello, would Clarice. you put? Would you put Clarice on the list? Five of beans. Five beans. I don't really think of her as a detective, though. How about Deckard? Deckard. Oh, from Blade Runner? Yeah. Ah. He's not great. (laughs) Okay. Um, David Mills and William Somerset. Hmm. I'm not familiar with them. Seven. Oh, that's the one from Seven. What's in the box? So you know one line. (laughs) It's an important line. This is going to be a disaster. What's in the box? Um, Loki from Prisoners. What? Loki. Loki. Jake Gyllenhaal plays a detective named Detective Loki. Okay. <laughs> the next one is Harry Callahan. Oh, wait a minute. I know that name. Harry Callahan. Focus on the first name. Harry. Yeah. Oh, is it Dirty Harry? <laughs> it's Dirty Harry. Okay, yeah. I was getting mixed up with He's it. number two on this list. That's ridiculous. He's not a detective. Is he, he just, a detective? He just, he just shoots people. He just shoots people. Right. Yeah. He's a, he's a cop who shoots Do people. Do you feel lucky, punk? There Do you? Go. Yeah. You know who couldn't believe was not on this list? Hmm. Frank Drebin. Ah, oh, Frank Chad. I do love the Naked Gun movies. Oh, the Naked Gun is classic. All right, well, that was a big whiff. Probably a bit too much of a, a copaganda these days, but I, di- I did love the Naked Gun movies back in the day. Well, they're problematic in a couple of ways, probably. Well, oh, yeah. Well, particularly, yeah. yeah. OJ had a yeah, they're prob- fairly yeah. prominent role, which was actually, if you think about it, kind of in the step and fetch it. Kind of yeah, there are there yeah. I mean, it's, um, stereotypical. Yeah, I'm pretty sure um, denigrating black. Yeah, the vast majority the of the humor in the Naked Gun movies probably would not pass muster today. No, it's not very PC. No, yeah. not very woke at all. Perhaps a little racist. Love and sexist. Really sex? Oh, yeah, hundred percent sexist. I was just gonna say, yeah. really? <laughs> yeah, no, it's a it's an '80s kind of yeah. Uh, it's a very, very endeavor, '80s. Yeah. I would say yeah, yeah. Where there were no there were no guardrails in New. the '80s. You could do or say whatever you wanted. Pretty much. Anyway, how about All on right. television? Television. All right, I'm going to give you a list. Uh huh. You tell me whether these people should be on Screen Rant's best list. Okay. These are the best ones. Gotcha. Frank Drebin. On the best list? Yeah, on Police Squad. Oh, Police Squad was more straight, wasn't it? No. No, it wasn't? Okay. Remember there was a the really tall guy named Al? I never... Oh, yeah. He's the in the movies, too. They came up to, like... That's in the movies, too. chest on him, and they'd yeah. be like, Al, you got something on your yeah, mouth? Yeah, and then, like, a, and a banana would fall off. A banana would yeah. fall off on the desk? That's in the movies. Is it? No, it's in the... Sh- it's in the, the movie. It was, it was in the show, too. It's in the movie. Well, I... I know it was on the show. It's in the movies, too. All right. Um, Jake Peralta. Oh, yeah. See, I haven't watched enough Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Why won't you watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine? It's I, not that I won't watch. I, I have a sense. I know why. Oh, why? Is it because it's a show you watch? Nope. I'm afraid that you you think that people are going to call you Boyle. Well, you have called me Boyle, so. <laughs> no, not at all. Yes, you have. You've said that there's more than a little bit of Boyle in me. No, Vicky has said that. No, you have said that. I don't know if you have a little Boyle in you. <laughs> That's not really a good defense. <laughs> Fair point. Fair point. Um, Velma Dinkley. Well, which version of Velma? Because the, the current but, one's not getting a lot of... Uh, What's the current Velma? Oh, Mindy Kaling's do did an HBO Max series that. Oh, I didn't. I didn't. Oh, not it's watch. getting. It, I yeah. haven't watched. It's getting raked over the coals. I can't afford HBO. That's Max, pretty bad. Unfortunately, yeah, so. it's not going over well. Okay, 
So would you pick Velma? Like, is she the best of the? the I don't. Gang? It's hard to separate her out from the gang. Like the gang as a whole kind of works, but I, I don't. I think they might be greater than the sum of its parts. I don't think any of them are good detectives. That's the thing. I don't think like, any of general, them. I don't think don't any do of them. Al- job of I don't think it. any of them alone are. I think together they somehow manage to always find the old man wearing the mask. But I think, well, yeah, right. But Except you, for obviously the best character, Scrappy. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Scrappy is an abomination. He, he's and not. I, he's I not, will. I will not, not hear. He's not a fan of Scrappy. anything else on that position. I hate. <laughs> like as soon as you have like babies entering shows, it's never good. Puppet power. Yeah, no good. I. I just. I detest. Yeah. Oh, you hate Scrappy. You, you hate Scrappy. I, I can't. The way he like has that can-do kind of energy. Mm-hmm. You just want to like pick him up and punt him across the street. Yeah. That's what you want. But you can't because he's got power. See. Maybe they think of Velma as the best because she's got the thick glasses, so maybe she's stereotyped as smart. Whereas Fred's like a frat bro. Yeah, I mean, I think like none none of them I think are really great. They're all they're 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 better than the sum of their parts. Okay, all right, you keep coming back to that. Yeah, all right, Veronica Mars. I never saw Veronica Mars. I never watched Veronica Mars either. Here's a classic from your your wheelhouse: Mm. Thomas Magnum. Oh, you a Magnum PI guy? No, I I remember my parents watching it. Yeah. Okay. How about Olivia Benson? Yeah, not a big SVU person. Yeah, I I do not care for any of those. Yeah, they're they're all kind of the same. Why, why would you complain about Brooklyn Nine Nine as copaganda and watch that kind of stuff? Well, I don't watch either of them, so okay. Well, I speaking more generally. Yeah. Now I know you used to dress like the next guys on the list. Crockett and Tubbs. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Deny it. You never put on a T-shirt with like a jacket on top. That I can say yes. You never did that, correct? You've told me stories about trying to emulate Crockett and/or Tubbs. I told you stories about that I wore a jacket. I didn't wear the T-shirt. What'd you wear underneath it? I think I had like a polo shirt. Did they wear polo shirts on the show? No, that's just what I had. <laughs> so you're like, I'm gonna be Crockett and Tubbs. No, I just wore a very I'm Crockett a, and Tubbs. I mean, a, I never watched Miami Vice, so I, 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 I wore a very, like, preppy kind of jacket, but I didn't wear it with a T-shirt. So you were a preppy. I was trying to be a preppy. I was not a preppy. Yeah? I, just, I really liked my jacket. Really? It was a cool jacket. I thought it was, was a Was it cool like jacket. a linen jacket? I don't remember. Kind of a neon? No, it wasn't neon. It was like a white. Was it, had, it white? Oh, it was no. white, and I think no, the, no, like, no. The, the inside was like a blue and white stripe. Oh, so, so when I, you rolled well, it up? Yeah. That's... Very, very Crockett and Tubbs. Very Crockett and yeah, Tubbs. Yeah, yeah. But I don't think... I, I never wore a t-shirt worth it with it. I wore some yeah. other kind of shirt. Did it work for you? No. No? Has it ever? <laughs> One can only try, <laughs> imagine trying to wingman that, you know? Mm, it's it's even <laughs> harder than wingmanging for it now. <laughs> um, how about Nancy Drew from the CW? Oh, I don't know about the CW. Nancy Drew and... Well, she's probably in books, so I probably shouldn't mention that Nancy Drew. Oh, no, you, you probably, although she's not going to come up again if you want to. Really? Were you more a Nancy Drew or a Hardy Boys guy? I was more of a Hardy I read the Hardy Boys, yeah. Yeah, yeah Julie and Val read Nancy Drew. So it was a very gender family. <laughs> yeah, very, like, very read ge- about boys. I know, I, know Julie, I know Julie read Nancy Drew. Maybe Valerie Trix- did. you read Trixie Belden? No. Okay. I read Encyclopedia Brown. Loved me some Encyclopedia Brown as a kid. I always looked forward to Encyclopedia, Encyclopedia Brown, but then Brown. felt somewhat empty when I was I done with it. I loved Encyclopedia Brown. Yeah. Really? Yeah. It does make sense. That you would. I hate it like, when he says that. Why? It just does. Why? I don't know. Because you, you, you love never, it. It's yeah, but part you, of your DNA. But you Why never does it make me, you mad? You never mean it makes sense as a compliment. 
yeah, it's like the saying where the people are just like, you, you were... look like you had rainbow sprinkles on your ice cream. Yeah, exactly. Like, well, I hate like... rainbow sprinkles, yeah. too. Like, yeah. Zach oh, that took yeah. all the hot buttons today. I hate sprinkles, <laughs> and I hate Scrappy-Doo. Note to self, his next birthday, get him a sprinkle Scrappy-Doo cake. <laughs> I will kick that thing across the street. So going to do that. Oh, my gosh. That would... called... Yes, I need a Scrappy-Doo cake, one preferably that you can't punt. <laughs> They're going to say, what? <laughs> it would be very satisfying, though, to kick a cake like that you and can't. just watch it no. explode. Nope. nope. Um, how about John Luther? Is that the Idris Elba yes. Luther? I have not, not watched that. Becky, I know, loves him, so I'll, I, he's, he clearly, I'll, I'll give it that. Plus, it's Idris Elba. Finally, Adrian Monk. I never got into Monk. I never really watched much of Monk. People either. love Monk, but I never got into it. Yeah, Zach's really? a I loved Monk. Uh, that really? makes sense. I loved Monk. Monk and Psych. I was just going to go Psych next, which I really enjoyed. I've, right. I've not watched all of it. No, I've Ooh, not watched I any have. of it. I have the DVD box at does it, home. That, Seriously, yes, does, it, yeah. do. Listen, does it sustain? Because that totally the... makes sense. You see, that hurts. <laughs> <laughs> but it shouldn't. I do love them. It's right. one of my favorite shows of all time. Because you love Psych. Yes. Yeah, I, I, if somebody said to you, Big psych, that though. makes sense to me, yep. I'd be like, well, yeah, because Psych is awesome. Pineapple in every episode. Come on. Zach is awesome. It just makes sense. It's good. Melds together. Anybody missing from this list? There's got to be at least one person missing from this list. Batman. Well, you said television. There's been a lot wait, of Batman detectives. No, 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 that's not who I was thinking was missing. That you, Columbo. I watched a Columbo recently. Yeah. Totally by accident. I just yeah. turned the regular television on, and there he was. Yeah. I thought I would like it more than I did. Yeah. Yeah. Jessica Fletcher really should be on there. That's what I was gonna say, Jessica Fletcher. Yeah. So I have an idea. If there's a list of TV, yeah, that, that's a very right. presentist list of of detectives. Very much so. Yeah, well, it was from Screen Rant. So yeah, you, you I mean, that's the thing. Like, Jessica Fletcher belongs on there, Columbo. Yeah, uh, yeah. There's I guess Columbo of... is... Although, the Columbo I watched... Oh, listen, I made the mistake of not, not including Columbo in a class once for... Uh, what was it? Uh, Elder Hostel? Elder Hostel, and they yeah. were not They were not happy about that. Are you going to teach detectives and you're not going to teach Columbo? Yeah, they were not. They were, they were. Well, Columbo was in there. Yeah, they were they very happy with, with Murder, She Wrote, and whatnot, but they were yeah. not. They were like, you really should have done Well, they Columbo. would have loved Angela Lansbury. Yeah, oh, they, they did. So I have an idea, but we need Zach to copyright it so that nobody can steal it from the show. Okay. A reboot mm-hmm. of Murder, She Wrote, mm-hmm. starring mm-hmm. Jessica's granddaughter. Mm. So we're going to call her Jessie Fletcher. Oh, okay. And she investigates crimes all around her. Yes, in her small little town. Yes, but not murders, just small ones. Jay walking and whatnot. Well, then it's not Murder, She Wrote. I anymore. know. It's going to be called Misdemeanor, She Wrote. You were doing really well right up until that. It's great, right? No, it sounds like terrible. All, she spends all her time like chasing down library books that are overdue. Yeah, it sounds like, terrible. It's all low stakes. It's the lowest stakes mysteries you can imagine. I give it three episodes before it's canceled. That sounds exactly like the, uh, have you seen uh, Only Murders in the Building? Yes. Yes. Uh, it yeah. sounds like seen the, season they one of it, the, at least. the reboot of Steve Martin's show when they're yeah. just like, oh yeah, no, you're going to be the grandfather. Right, right. So it's like, almost like exactly like that. I didn't think about it. Maybe I was yeah. inspired in part by that. But, mm. I mean, obviously Angela Lansbury sadly cannot reprise yeah. her role. But, you know, we recast it. I think I see it as like a CW. Yeah, I would say. Style like... show. Mm. But but all low stakes. Like what I insist well, those, upon. Although that's a CW style show. Okay, literally Riverdale was very low fighting stakes. to save the pocket universe yeah. from like Satan. That very feels pretty high stakes. Low me. stakes. So it's low stakes and stupid. It's the it's the sweet spot. Yeah, for stupid CW. stakes. <laughs> stupid stakes. For CW, one hundred percent. But anyway, I think it's a good idea, and I insist though on the small crimes. I don't want to see, see. That's the one part all, that doesn't work. I don't want to murder every week. I want 
Yeah, just no. Tiny little things. Yeah, like, no. Like I like the. I like. Style I like salt. Jesse Fletcher. I like the whole thing. I. I don't. It's got to be. Yeah. Murders? No, come on. Yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you. Thank How you. About, I'm with you. On it's that. a nice. It's a nice twist. How about felonies? She wrote. Uh, misdemeanors and felonies. Yeah. One could be the the spinoff. Maybe there's a younger daughter, a younger granddaughter. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Who takes you can't have I do like the idea of like a younger one being called Jesse Fletcher. I will yeah. give you that. That's Thank good. Thank you. Yeah. But you can't have murders all the time. I don't know. I, Jessica Fletcher did. I know, but that was the joke of the show, and I'm. I, it's gonna. Be, it's like a Ryan Johnson esque twist. Mm. That it's. That yeah. There's crime all around her, but it's just small stuff like littering. Yeah. yeah. Jaywalking. Yeah, jaywalking, literally. Ooh, is it that she solves those crimes instead of all the murders that are going on in her Okay, <laughs> I will accept that. Because you see bodies falling down. Yeah, all there's all her. kinds but, of murders. She's like, I've got to track down this library book fee. That's right, that's right. That's, that's better. That's, it's, I don't know if it's this better. It's better. Jail. Yeah. It's a very American thing to say. Like, there's got to yeah. be blood you, and gore in no, there. No, you, you got Jesse dragging this guy back to the to the cops saying, I found the book thief. And they're like, that's fine. We've got a triple homicide to deal with. Yeah, to which Jesse should say, well, why are you looking at me? I'm like a teenager. Hmm. All right. We, we're going to run out of time, but we have to talk detective novels because you are a lit professor. I am. And I have a list from, so I'm sure, lit. a website that you go to all the time, right? <laughs> Right. Was Sorry, that insulting? What? No, no, no. You didn't. I, 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 I turned to Zach and I said, "I'm so lit." Oh, oh, I thought it, 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 like it got me good. Yeah. It got me yeah. good. Yeah. It really. <laughs> okay. Anyways. All right. What website were you talking about? Um, I'm sure one that you read all the time as an English professor. It's called Interesting Literature. <laughs> <laughs> right, like a key primary source for you <laughs> yeah. right? in, your, in your field. Hey, it's not like I don't go to to like. The History Channel website every morning to see what's new in history. I just assume you. I just think you look up dates to see what war was going on today. <laughs> well, and just like I imagine you go to interesting <laughs> literature. And you're like, Let's see what's interesting in literature today. Mm-hmm. So they have a list mm-hmm. of the top ten. Okay. Detective novels. Oh, just novels. Yes. Okay. Not it, particular characters. Everyone should have read. Okay. Okay. Number one. Is The Crying of Lot 49 on that list? It is not. Okay, then that is a dumb list. Okay. I disagree with the list entirely. Well, you can't because it's interesting literature. No, I totally disagree with it's it. It's like you're taking the side of Crying boring, of Lot. Okay. Crying of Lot 49 is not on <laughs> you, there. That is really very interesting. Do you really want to plant your flag on the hill of boring literature? No. Mine is, is even more interesting literature. <laughs> All right, so, so what else do you have? What else would you guess for this list? Oh, for that list? So they're novels, not like short stories or anything like that. We're just talking novels. As far as I can tell. We really did a deep dive. Well, some of these I don't know, frankly. Okay. There's some of them I just don't know. Is Death and the Compass on there? Um, who wrote that? Borges. Nope, it's no. not. Okay, that's, so a sh- that's a short story. So. You're 0 for 2. Okay, uh, is, um, well, Big Sleep. The Big Sleep. Is on there at number eight. Yep. So Raymond Chandler. Yep. Also a 1946 film. Yeah. Uh, let's right. see. That's one. Uh, I'm guessing maybe Murder on the Orient Express. There's got to be a Christie on there somewhere. Um, there is a Christie, but it's not Murder on the Orient Express, so that's a strike, is sir. It Death on the Nile? It is not. Is it M is for Murder? It's still not. Huh. That's three strikes. Is it Ten Little Indians, yeah, which was then called And Then There Were None? Why did they change the title of that book. one? Because it's racist. Yeah, just a little. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I detected that one. Okay. 
No, it's the murder of Roger Ackroyd. Oh, murder of Roger Ackroyd, yes. Yeah. All right, so that's a myth. The one where spoils Roger Ackroyd is the murderer. Really? Interesting. If I remember correctly, yeah. Or the narrator is. Maybe it's something nice like twist. that. It's good to show off the knowledge when you couldn't get the title. Yep. I and got it, there eventually. Kind of a redemption. Yes, when I said the murder yeah, of you there. eventually did and I said, in I it. said Roger Ackroyd. Okay. okay, what else? Oh, uh, well, there's got to be a Sherlock Holmes on there. Hound of the Baskervilles. Okay, you got that one. All right, you got two. You've missed one. How many are there? Ten. Oh, Jesus. It's the best ten. Jeez, best ten mystery novels? It's a list. It would always be ten, right? If I brought eleven, you would lose your... No, I would not. That'd be fine. You 100% would. Yeah, that's totally fine. Who um, makes 7.5 exactly. best <laughs> yeah. detectives? Yeah. Um, yeah. Of novels. Well, is uh, Maltese Falcon on there? Wasn't that a book? It is not. It's got a, is there something by Hammett on there? By Dashiell Hammett? Nope. Oh, it's a terrible list. Good Lord. Or you're a terrible guesser. Or is there a you... Sue Grafton on there? I mean, they're, they're all the alphabet mysteries. Do a you... is for alibi. No. Do you want me to... Uh... Do you want me to start walking you through these? Yeah, might as I well. I thought as a detective fiction teacher you would do that. I don't know. Is there a Father Brown on there? <laughs> Father Brown is a serious detective series. No, he was, wasn't he Archie, or no, uh, Richie's dad? What? No, that was Father Dowling. Never yeah, mind. that was Father Dowling Mysteries. That guy put to, could put together a mystery. Father Brown. Okay. <laughs> Number one. Uh-huh. Wilkie Collins. Oh. The Moonstone. Moon, Moonstone, yeah. I like how you, you mumble it right well, after I, I say it. Well, I, don't, I, I think you know, I, I, I don't like you're waiting. You're uh, like, I, think I, <laughs> I couldn't remember what it was. I knew it, start, I knew it started with an M. No, I think I don't think of Wilkie Collins was, as detective. That was so, that was so sad. You're like, <laughs> <laughs> I just couldn't remember what it was. I knew it started with an M. You know, T.S. Eliot called the, the Moonstone the first and greatest of the detective novels. I would not know that now. Yeah. It so wasn't yeah. technically the first. That probably goes to a Mary Elizabeth Braddon's The Trail of the Serpent. Mm. All right. So you missed you missed Wilkie Collins. Number two, Fergus Hume. What? I swear no, to God, that's what it says. Yeah, the no. Mystery of a Handsome Cab. Okay. Published the same year as Robert Louis Stevenson's Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Mm-hmm. A year before the first Sherlock Holmes, blah, blah, who cares? Yeah, why, yeah, why are you reading all of this? All right. Um, Dorothy L. Sayers? Yes, there you go. Strong Poison. No? Oh, Strong Poison. <laughs> yep. Michael Innes' Hamlet, Revenge. Okay. Do you know Edmund Crispin? Nope. The Moving Toy Shop? No. Do you know anything about interesting literature? I'm not sure this is, You're this is really interesting. You're really striking out on the interesting stuff. Yeah. Maybe if you brought some of this into your class, students would find it more interesting. Well, possibly. Um, Josephine Tay? Tay, Daughter of Time? Yes, the Daughter of Time. <laughs> I've, I've taught Daughter of Time. You don't get credit for that one. What? I had to give you the you name. You just said Josephine. And Colin? Colin. No, tell me. Hang on. Colin Hayes. <laughs> no. Dexter. I think that's the lead singer of Men at Work, Colin Hayes. Okay. If you, if you say so. I was no. not big on Men at Work. Uh. Colin Dexter, The no. Dead of... Night? Jericho. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, and then finally, mm-hmm. 
put a lot of work into this. I can tell. You seem deeply that uh, that just seems like it's a very it. narrow. I, I'm not sure. It is literally interesting literature. Yeah. Like argue against that. <laughs> uh huh. Like you. Did you look at the about page on interesting literature to see what they're about? No, they're about interesting literature. Mm, yeah. I mean, it's literally yeah. in the title. I don't think so. Do you have to go any further? I think I do. Yes. It's literally interesting literature. Remind me not to let you teach my students research. <laughs> I remember you once taught my kids research. They were at a lit camp here. Oh, jeez. And they were researching, oh. uh, what was it, Patrick? Frankenstein? Yes. Yes, they were researching Frankenstein. And they came across... I am not responsible for what your stu- your children came across. Yeah, under your supervision. I was No, someone else was running that some, class. I would say some not safe for work. It was your son that I believe found Frankenporn. <laughs> right, but I'm the one that shouldn't be teaching. Yes. Right. Yes. So who's your, who is your, um, your favorite of all time whodunit franchise? Any format. Oh. Like, it could be the Hardy Boys, it could be Trixie Belden, I nah, guess it, it could be. be the Batman, if you insist upon nah, it. No, it wouldn't be the Batman. Do you have, like, a favorite detective? I don't really have a favorite. But you have a favorite everything. Like, your life know. is organized around favorites. I don't have a favorite everything. I feel like you do. No. You're very big on favorites. I don't think that's true. Really? Yeah. Give me an example. Who's your favorite superhero? Hawkeye. <laughs> What's your favorite thing to get when you go to eat at Istanbul Grill? <laughs> <laughs> I like the chicken donner. Right. It's, it's a favorite, right? That's the only thing I've ever had. So. Uh, La Tolteca? Well, they got rid of my pork uh, Your favorite. enchiladas. So you replaced it with a new favorite. Yeah, I can't remember what the new favorite is. It's not as good. <laughs> but you just... It's, there's nothing wrong with having favorites. No, it just totally makes sense. You, It does make sense. <laughs> yeah. It totally does. Totally makes sense. Yeah. Well, because like, you're very listy, and there's always something at the top of the true. list. I don't think that's true. No? No. Okay. Not very listening. Right. Well, that's all I brought for you. I'm sorry that it wasn't more. Oh, okay. It wasn't more enjoyable. I thought you'd really dig into the detectives. Well, clearly, I and interesting literature are not on the same. No, page. you and interesting literature—it's quite a clash, actually. Yeah, yeah. You should write them an angry email. I'm not. I don't think I care that much. But they're literally telling everybody that this is what's interesting. Okay. Yeah. I'd have to look at their about page to see what their what the narrow parameters of interesting are. Literally. Exactly what it says. Interesting. Interesting, yeah. <laughs> interesting literature. That's vague. It's vague. <laughs> well, that's all I got. That's all you got? Are we ready to close any, up shop? Any other this? thoughts on Glass Onion? I really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed it. Highly recommend it. You should watch it more than 100% once. 100% recommend it. Next week, when you come back, we will be talking all things Valentine's Day. We'll be doing something Valentine's-y. Okay. Yep. It'll something be it'll Valentine's-y. be within the wheelhouse of Valentine's In Day. In the realm of Valentine's Day. Yes, so Day. things dealing with love and... Romance. And candy. Candy. Candy hearts. Well, don't spoil it. <laughs>